Welcome to Have an Opinion, an exciting episode on tap for you today. We also have a lot on the menu. It is Nick's Choice, my choice episode, because we are going to be diving into the things that I enjoy, including a review of one of my favorite movies. We're going to talk about one of my favorite songs by my favorite band, and we're going to take a swig, a few swigs actually, of my favorite soda pop. That's right, all of that and more coming up next on Have an Opinion, you freaks. And welcome to Have an Opinion, Nick and Kyle, back behind the microphones, as always. Kyle, it's me. It's all about me today. That's right. We're talking about my favorite thing. I didn't show up. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Don't worry, we will have Kyle's choice next week or in two weeks whenever we can record again. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, I was at work and I said, wouldn't it be cool? Because as alike as me and Kyle are, some of our favorite things, some of our interests are kind of different. Sure. Uh, But I think a main thing that keeps the, the friendship going, the blood pumping through the friendship is that we respect each other's opinion and what they like, and we entertain it from time to time. Mm -hmm. Kind of like what we do on this show. But today, it is my choice. We're talking about my favorite movie, one of my favorite movies. I'll talk about that when we get to it. Uh, We're going to talk about my favorite song by my favorite band, as we talked about. Mm -hmm. And then, actually, probably not my favorite song, but you'll get into that, too. Um, We're really killing it today. (laughs) Uh, And then we're going to drink my actual favorite soft drink. We're going to do a... Well, Kyle... You can tell me what we're you doing here. To, because right. although this is my favorite pop, soda, soft drink, beverage, whatever you want to call it. Sure. So we don't offend anybody who calls it pop, whatever. Uh, what, what's going on here? So uh, it's all started with, uh, I think you sent it to me, but I had seen it already uh, about, I think it was like Mug and Bargs. And it was kind of Barks. I say it. Oh, yeah, their Civil War thing. Yeah. And or it was their like, Cold War. You never see any advertisements for these three yet they're always like quietly going at it you know what i mean mm-hmm. and, people, and i was like you know i wonder what is the best root beer because like i watch a bunch of those videos where people like what's the best this what's the best that and i was like well i know you're a root beer guy so went to a local gas station found mm-hmm. one of each i didn't i don't even know stewart's i've heard of I think yeah. if we would have went that's any, like the glass bottles i was just it? gonna say if we would have tried an ibc or ibc that's yeah. another one my dad's root beer is a popular one. Oh, I didn't Sioux, know your dad was in the business. Sioux Falls or Sioux City, I think, is the third. Either way, these are the three most popular, three plastic, most mm-hmm. commercial. So I figured, well, we'll pour them out. We'll have a blind test. You can, I. The reason I put these up front is now you can say, oh, this one's the best, and put it in the number uh-huh, one, and then I'll reveal, oh, it's actually mm-hmm. so-and-so. Now... Uh, full disclosure, I don't like root beer. Wow. I, uh, I've, which, I mean, we've talked about before, but I'm not a root beer guy. I, I like pop. I like caffeine a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I'm curious to see which one I'll pick just out of like the best of the worst. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'll, maybe I'll, uh, change my mind about well, the old, we'll change his the opinion. old RB. And then you said your favorite coming in is A&W. A&W. I think A&W naturally tastes like a root beer float. Gotcha. I don't think that's a flavor either of the other two. And I've heard that like one of them sweeter. I think Barks ha- Barks has the mm-hmm. bite to it. Maybe. I know it's the only one with caffeine, but that's not Keep the one with the mind. dog on it, which makes it ironic yeah. that it's the one that has the bite. I think my top three going in would probably be A and W Mug Barks. Oh, so you're putting caffeine at the back? Mm, probably. A little but, interest. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go. No, you go ahead. Uh, I We're gonna talk about it's... me. I, number one, my, me, my, the whole show. Toby Keith reference for those of you that don't get it. But, uh, uh, Bargs is Coke. 
Mug is Pepsi, and A&W, I believe, is Dr. Pepper brand. I could be wrong. I, th- Barks is 100% Barks. Gosh. <laughs> Barks. Like the dog. Barks. Bark. Yeah. <clears throat> it's definitely Coke. Mm-hmm. I think Mug is Pepsi. Also, this is the bottle design of all of Pepsi and Mountain Dew, and then A&W's on its own. Mm-hmm. However, it's the Dr. Runner. Pepper also has this bottle design, so wow. I'm not too sure. But there's a little fun fact, a little history for you. Wow. A history lesson. So- mm-hmm. You're, the whole thing's about my favorite things. I go yep. back and forth between Dr. Pepper and Root Beer, which is my favorite. Sure. For a while, I had cut out pop completely. Yeah. Just because on all the meds I'm on and how hard it is on my kidneys and whatnot, oh, blah, blah, blah. Absolutely. No one cares. And I had a kidney stone, so I cut out pop. Mm-hmm. I, I probably drink it like once a day now, and I'm like, what's wrong with you? It's like one of those things you don't. You're like, damn it. What is wrong with that? I have no self-control. You're better than I am. I go in the mirror and I start punching the mirror and there's glass shards in my hand. It's like a really painful scene to watch from a movie. But yeah, uh, I'm excited to see which one of these ends up as number one. Because I'm mm-hmm. so set in my ways going into it right. that now it's just going to be embarrassing if the results provide well, to be different once we've actually yeah. tested them. Well, that's why these are so fun too because it's like – like from what you said, you'd probably always buy A and W because why? Why would you ever buy Mug if you know you mm-hmm. think A and W is your favorite? So that's the thing that's is cool we thing have Mug it. all the time because that's usually what's on sale or whatever. Oh, so yeah. my parents always buy Mug. Mm-hmm. So I like to think blindly. Mug's probably the one I'm most likely to get. Oh, just going. Hmm, right. Yep, I think this is Mug. But I drink the. You you probably question <clears throat> how often do you actually drink each one of these? Yeah. So I don't know how confident I am in the fact of, oh, yeah, this is definitely this one. This is definitely this one. And it's tough, too, because, like, there's no, like, what other pop flavor could you use these for other than, like, grape soda? Yeah. And what would that be? Fanta, Crush, and what's the other one? Sunkist. I hate Sunkist. Sunkist yeah. is the Coke brand, and it's it's bad. Right. Oh, maybe we could do that. Grape soda. Perhaps. Uh, orange soda. Me and you just pounding our bodies for your entertainment at home. Just- yeah. But uh, why why don't we get into it? So we're mimicking sure. each other's drinks. So we're going to be right. drinking the same one at the same time. Sure. Uh, yellow cups one. We ran out of matching cups. Uh, yellow cups one. Green cups are one. Mm-hmm. And then we have what I'm referring to as the mega cups. Yeah. Uh, Kyle has the big glass one. I, don't know. I have Mr. Uh, Mr. Smiley Face here. Would you? No, nah, I'll keep it. I don't know why I didn't give you the big glass, but it's, oh well. You're a guest. The guests always sure. get the better things. So we're going to take this yellow cup here. Yellow first. And All we're right. going to have, I have a palate cleanser, this bottle of water. Kyle's just got I don't think I'll need it. I'm just. Kyle said he's not a little baby back bitch like I am, and uh, we're going to see what happens. Oh, it smells like. Here smells we go. like root beer smells. Oh, I know which one this is. Hang on. Mm-hmm. Nice ASMR for the people at home. I'm pretty sure that's mug. Gotcha. I'm pretty sure um, that's mug. I won't know Actually, until I taste be... another. See, I'm doing this more for... To torture himself for all well, of you at home, <laughs> so be sure to hit subscribe, like, <laughs> leave a five-star review. I'm doing it more like one if I ever have to drink one, but like... Because I, I know what they are. I made the sticky notes. needs to drink one against his will. <laughs> well, I'm just curious. Like, I'm saving some in each. That way I can go and be like, okay, that one's worse. Okay, that one's Yeah, you know I, there, I mean? There's going to be when I'm we go doing. back and – I really thought that was Mug, but now I'm wondering if it's Barks and I just got cocky. Or maybe I'm completely wrong. I don't know. And you won't know until – I won't end. know until I slap that cup on the end of this table at its podium spot like it's the Olympics or something. So of uh, your of what you like out of root beer – 
How is that? Is that like, man, that's it's, a great root it's, it's beer. Good. Just, it's good. good. There, none of these I dislike. Okay. I just like some better than the other. Okay. I've only probably had a bottle or two of root beer where I'm like, yuck. Okay. And it's when you go to a restaurant that thinks it's some cool wilderness woodsy themed place uh, and they have deer yeah. mounted on the wall and they give you a bottle of it. And then you take four sips and it's gone because mm-hmm. most of it's fizz. But yeah. Okay. Sometimes that's the really good way to go, though. Oh, yeah. Well, and what stinks, too, is like, I've so I've had root beer floats with Coke and Dr. Pepper because those are like, you know, other popular colas, mm-hmm. and they're horrible. But people love root beer floats, and I'm like, you gotta like do I wish like I was Orange Crush or something if you're not doing root Ooh, beer. I've never tried that. Then it that. tastes like an orange vanilla twist like you would get at oh, Sarah's, okay. and it tastes good. All right. I'll have to try that. Because, yeah, Coke and Dr. Pepper do not go with mm-hmm. vanilla. And you would think they would, but not ice cream. Well, Coke vanilla doesn't even taste like... I don't like that I either. can't... Some people have said it's their favorite pop that I know. And I, I go, how? I can't even taste the vanilla. It tastes like Coke. It, Coke it, tastes like pure it's, sugar. It's really got a weird... I don't know. Coke vanilla is weird. But let's see what we'll big cups taste like. Yeah, that was almost a good transition, but it was a little too late. Smells similar to the first. Smells like root beer to me. Ooh. That's some Barks action, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure this is Barks. Almost like medicine. Wow. That's a cruel, cruel thing to compare that to. Okay. Mm. All right. I'm pretty sure we got yellow cup is mug, big cup is Barks, which means green cup's A&W. That's what I'm thinking. All right. I'm going to take a, yeah, so well, you take a, so I'm going to take a moment to just, I'll drink more of them, <laughs> but my, my gut, <laughs> I've tried not to laugh, my gut reaction is the first one is better than the second one. Okay. Again, I'm not, I'm no aficionado. That second one has just a weird, like, it tasted better initially, but the aftertaste on the second one is much more like. Mm-hmm. I get what you <laughs> mean. Fungi. I don't know why you're acting like you're being force-fed something disgusting <laughs> no, over there. I've been, it's not that bad. Too, I've been looking forward to this because, like, I love doing stuff like uh-huh. this. It's just, it's weird to me because, like, when you go to a restaurant with, with me, like, like I was telling you, I'll just be like, oh, I want Dr. Pepper. And then they give you root beer by accident. Or, like, you go through the drive-thru and you get root beer by accident. It's like, well, I'm not going to go all the way back just for... Right. And I always try to just force myself to drink it. But one, I never know what kind of root beer it is. And two, I always give up. Right. I've been getting Dr. Pepper a lot when I go out. Dr. Pepper is just so... Or lemonade. It's so good. I, I treat root beer like a delicacy. I don't know why. But since I can't actually drink, I guess I should have went to Cracker Barrel and got like their nice glass yeah. bottles. And like, let's see what the best antique really is. All right, so that takes us to the green cup, the third, the green, the green machine. Wow, it smells just like the first dude did. Oh yep, I think I'm a hundred percent right. Not not trying to get cocky. Nope. Usually when I'm cocky, it's just being a character. But I'm pretty sure I know what all three of these are. It's almost got like a mint. Am I, am I weird for thinking there's like minty flavor in That's these? the vanilla kicking in from Is it. that what it for, is? Because this is 100% A&W. That's the little vanilla kicking A little in. bit of that vanilla. It almost has a toothpaste taste to me. And I think that's probably why I don't like it. Because I don't associate this flavor with like... Like, I like Dr. Pepper. If I was thirsty, I'd go crack one and like chug it. I don't associate this flavor with something I could chug. Like stomach ache. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you get the sugar belly. Which you also get from Dr. Pepper, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, 
a chuggable pop to me. Soda for those who are I, not from the northeast. It's a real problem that I just drank all three of these in a row, and I could tell. I could tell you what's different about each of them. That's horrible. That's terrible. No, it's not terrible. I could do that with, well, see, yeah, there's not a lot of pops you could do. Because I would say, like, oh, we should do Coke, Pepsi, yeah. and RC. But it's like, gosh, that would, that would be so I easy. I think RC is the best of those three. Not going to lie. I've only had it a few times. I've never had a can of RC. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never been like, Shh. Actually, that's a good point. I think I've only had the bottles, like these size bottles of it. What we could try, and I've heard, so Pepsi was invented after refrigerators were more common. Uh-huh. So, and it was invented to be drink, to drank cold mm-hmm. so apparently if you drink pepsi cold and you drink coke warm because coke was out before then warm coke and cold pepsi apparently taste the same huh blind taste test, i've which never heard of that wild because like i'm trying yeah I, but the only thing is you would know because one would be cold and one would be, so yeah you would know right away be a little bit of a giveaway yeah but, but i wonder if you'd be able to like put that aside and actually be like yeah they taste the same oh i'm sorry so kyle's my phone's ringer. Whistling Yankee Doodle Dandy at him again. Whistling Dixie. Which uh, we'll get to. Uh, but here's here's my thought process. As we, if you want to take your practice sips, go ahead and take your uh, or your uh, confirmation sips on which is the best one. Yeah, I'll yeah, I'll do that. It's a shame that the A and W is not in the biggest cup. Oh, that one's so bad. I so, don't know why. So I, this is gonna be so funny if I'm wrong. A and W. Got that little bit of vanilla that you think is mint or something. I don't know how. Uh, not not being judgmental. Beautiful. Well-executed root beer. In the middle here, we got Barks. I don't know if anyone's ever had one of those hard candies that's shaped like a barrel, and it's a root beer flavored. That's exactly what Barks tastes like, and it's pretty good. Like I said, I don't not like any of these, but I, I don't like drinking Barks. For a long period of time. Like, I don't want to sit and nurse a Barks root beer. I just want to drink it and get it over with. Whereas an A&W, almost the warmer A&W gets, the more it tastes like a root beer float. And then you have mug. And the more I drink this mug root beer, hang on. Wow. Mm-hmm. The more it just tastes fake compared to the other two. Not in this worst way, because for the third time, second time in 20 seconds, this isn't bad. It just mm-hmm. doesn't taste as authentically root beer like. Put that on a t shirt as the other two. I'll give you that. So this one's gonna be third. That one I'm pretty oh. sure this is mug. Okay. This one's gonna be third. You put it you put yours up there. Did I say mug was second or third when I was predicting what it was gonna be going into it? Oh, we which probably should have written that down somewhere so we could go back and what laugh. You said at me. was gonna be the best. I think you said um you said you drink mug a lot, so you may inevitably put it first, uh-huh. but I think you did these two as one and two, and okay. Bark's, Barks probably is third. Okay. Well, whatever it was, mug is third now. You're putting that as third? Yes. Okay. Watch it not. Watch it be A&W, and I just go, what? I'll put mine. I think that one's my least favorite. Kyle's Big Cup, which I think is no. Bark's. Bark's is going to be my second. Your second. Okay. See, my question, it's tough because... I really thought I was going to come in here and be like, you know what? One of these is different enough for me to be uh-huh. like, I could drink a bottle of that. I don't know if I can even finish my little cups. <laughs> the problem is this one, which you're saying is the worst, I do agree it's got a little less. Uh-huh. And I think that's why I like it because oh, it's, okay. it's, it's, I can almost be like, 
you know, like that's completely understandable and, you know though. It's saying? not like it's some wacky thought process. Right. It's almost like the, the lack of the strength of it makes you enjoy it more. <clears throat> like Sprite and Mountain Dew, obviously they're two totally different, but it's like one of them is totally less, mm-hmm. you know, sugary, punchy. Less, right. Do one more. I was gonna sniff it. He's <laughs> gonna put a little dab on his finger and lick it. Oh my gosh! I can't. I can't have any more. He's in pain over wow. there. I really, I, I was so excited. I mean, I've been thinking about this all day at work, just because like, it is fun. How often do you do stuff like this? He's been dreading it. <laughs> oh, I was so amped, thinking like, today's the day. I grow up. I'm gonna turn into a root beer guy. No. Well, I'm gonna put A and W first while we're waiting, because everyone knew anyway. All right. I will. So you're putting Mug is first, and A and W is second. Well, yeah, I'm putting that. You're. The reason you don't like it is the reason I do like it. And that's uh-huh. just because it's a little less a little less bitey. For it's me. funny that I asked you if these were in the order Oops. that we drank them in. I said which they were not. Was the reverse order. And then this oh. is how I actually ended up ranking them. Oh. In my th- going into it, I think this is what the ranking looks like, the way you have them set out on the table. Oh oh that is funny. And that's okay. Well let me I'll move mine back because mine don't really matter. Well, I mean, of course I'll, they do. I'll keep them in the shop. You're, you, arguably, the this bottle. is more entertaining to watch from your perspective because you don't it know is. what you're doing and you don't enjoy it. And I've said, oh, this is this one. This is this sure. one. Now, if I get this wrong, that changes that dynamic. But for now. I'm going to peel the stickers and then I'll put the bottles and you'll see the bottles. Uh-huh. The stickers don't work. So Kyle's peeling stickers. You at home are looking at them right now if you're watching the YouTube video, and I'm not. So you already know if I'm a big goof or not uh, heading into this. Now, I can't read Kyle's body language right now or his facial expression and say, if, is he baffled that I got them all right or not? Barks? Second? Okay. I feel like that one. There wasn't... You hit the nail on the head. Gosh, I do not like that one. That one is... I saw, like, looking online at, like, most popular flavors mm-hmm. and just, you know, looking around and stuff. People say that one has more bite and it's got caffeine that's in what it. it, it I think that's I what completely – you said that earlier and I was like, what did he mean by bite? It's, but now that you say it and I compared – It's different than the other two. The other two are really close. Mm-hmm. And I compared it to the candy barrels of, like, mm-hmm. root beer. And I think that's really what it tastes like and I think that's the bite that you were referring to. Yeah. Because it just hits you. Exactly. It's not like a smooth kind of – Root bearing. Root bearing. Third. Oh, don't tell me. Oh, is it a fake out? Yeah, it let's go. Let's go. What's very interesting about all of this is uh, I actually mixed mixed them up myself, and I thought <laughs> this entire time you've been not like talking crap, but saying uh-huh. you don't like this one. I'm like, that's A&W. I did A&W first. Uh-huh. I, I would have bet money I did A&W first, <laughs> but we didn't, and you're right. So I was right in guessing them all, which I'm not trying to gloat or anything. That's almost kind of sad, but I am I also impressive. proud of myself that I knew what they all tasted like, considering I, they're all root beer. That's very impressive. So that makes your rankings Barks in third, A&W second, Mug first. Right. I like Mug because it's not too strong. A&W's a little stronger, so I put it at second. Barg's a little, Bark's a little too bitey with the barrels on the logo. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Okay. That's that's how I fall. I respect that's, it. I'm impressed. I really thought because you kept saying, "Oh, mug is bad." As you would take a sip, and I was like, "That's A and W." Kyle said, "I'm going to make this guy look like such I a know. doofus oh, on his w- own." The episode dedicated to him. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that would have been. He's going to look like such a clown. A goofball. But for once, I evaded the uh, clown comparisons. Well, feel free. Uh, I mean, I poured these, so if you want to finish the rest in each bottle, you go for I, it. I'm I not going to stop you from... I don't know how I feel about that right now. I'm going to drink this A&W for a while. There there it is. Uh, a plus that. W. If you want to fill the rest up, go for it. If not, I wouldn't blame Mazel tov. Well, thank you to Kyle <laughs> for uh, for bringing over the root beer. That was fun. I really wish there was more stuff like this with pop. I'll have to look mm-hmm. in and see if there's like pop... Not pop challenges, but uh, you know what I'm saying, like yeah. rankings and stuff. It'd be fun to rank all the Mountain Dews, but I feel like that would that be. would be a. They're making a seltzer, I guess. They yeah. were saying in our group I chat heard, the other day. Maybe that's what we'll do. That's got to. That's gonna be disgusting. Three. I don't know how that can be good. Why not just have spiked Mountain Dew, like a Four loco? Why I I hate the seltzers, and Mountain Dew's already so fruity of a drink. Like yeah. you could just spike it, and it would be no. Exactly. You would notice. You know what I mean? Yeah. But oh well. So. We're getting into my favorite movies now. Uh, mm. If you recall when we started this show last year, I think we ranked our top five movies. Uh, it might be in this notebook, actually. I was going to say, I can find it in are. my notes somewhere. Uh, so I'm going to look around for that briefly. Sure. But uh, hang on. <clears throat> stalling, stalling, stalling. Oh, there we go. Oh, no, those are the top three actual uh, top three sports movies is what that is. I feel like we actually ranked them, though. Well, let me see. You know? You, I can search in my document, so all I have to do is search the word Josie. And we'll okay. find it. Okay. Let me take a gander. Um, the only times I have the word Josie written is for today's segment, so... Maybe it wasn't in your rankings, then. Maybe you've changed. <laughs> Turns out, I think we actually did rank our movies, but we can't find anything. I swear we did. Regardless, my favorite movies of all time are Moneyball and The Wolf of Wall Street. And you're probably like, what on earth is that bullcrap response? Uh, Wolf of Wall Street, I don't know. I just think they capture that late 80s, early 90s kind of climate, right? That's Uh, DiCaprio's phenomenal in that movie. All the supporting actors and actresses are phenomenal. It's a fun watch. It was one of the first movies I ever watched that I probably shouldn't have watched. Yeah. Uh, without my parents giving it the A-OK, because I think that's we like had just started high school, basically. 2013, if I remember right. And that's a, that's a pretty intense movie in terms of uh, what you see and what oh, you hear. Sure. So Definitely I think that adds to it. And Moneyball with Brad Pitt about the Oakland Athletics, that's just beautifully done. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's in it, too. I think that's one of the last movies he was in. It, yeah, probably. I think he did one that he did they were couple. editing it after he died, but yeah. he was in it. Obviously, when he's alive, it's not like they CGI'd him like they did with uh, Carrie Fisher. Or anything. Right. But, yeah. So, I love that movie. But I wanted to find a movie that, although it's based off a book. Oh, it is? I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah. Although it's based off a book, I didn't want to start throwing in all these things. Being, well, my favorite movie, but. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know, so, and growing up, I always really liked Western movies because here's way too much into Nick's life. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I'd go to my mom's parents, so my grandparents on my mom's side. Mm-hmm. Tuesday, Thursday, I'd go to my grandparents from my dad's side. Makes and sense. that was what I would do in the summer. Yeah. And my grandpa from my mom's side, we would always watch westerns because 
the violence isn't too extreme because most of them right. are old and that wasn't a thing really. Right. Unless it was like one of those shocking. Of yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, you know, love scenes, but none of them are too over right. the top usually. And it's they're easy to follow. There's a good mm. guy who's usually wearing something lighter. There's it a bad guy know. who's got the, the bandana dark. handkerchief around his neck and yeah. he's got all black on. Yeah, So exactly. it was easy for a kid to understand. I grew up watching... The Man with No Name trilogy with Clint Eastwood. I need to see those. Fistful too. of Dollars, Five Dollars More, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Mm-hmm. Good, The Bad, and The Ugly might be my favorite Western? movie. Western. Oh, okay. Prime, my top five of all time. But that's a long movie. It's not anywhere to stream. It was on Daily Motion, the knockoff YouTube. Oh, uh, okay. But Josie Wales lately has been making a real run for its money at that top spot. Yeah. Uh, some do consider this to be a great movie. Let me grab my notes so I can read everything the way oh, that yeah, I intended. Yeah. Um, I saw on IMDb looking at it, like one of the best westerns of the 70s, like up there with uh, Unforgiven, mm-hmm. which I think is I think is also a Clint Eastwood movie. I think he did Or directed it, maybe. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But it's so weird to see it, like... It's weird to see him young, and he's not even really that young in Josie Wales. Like you can already see wrinkles and stuff. It's like God. he was forty something. Yeah, he's been around. He's probably in his mid forties because I think I googled him yesterday. He's old. He's born in nineteen thirty. Wow. This came out on June twenty sixth, nineteen seventy six. So he was forty six when this came out. Wow, that's nuts. Yeah, he looks. He could get off as like thirty two, right? Especially because he's got that like grizzled veteran. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes sense. That's nuts to think about that he's still kind of active too. Oh yeah, he's still. What did he direct recently? He was just in the Mule. He mm-hmm. starred in it. I don't know if he directed it, but yeah, he's been in a lot. So anyway, the Outlaw Josie Wales, June twenty sixth, nineteen seventy six. Do you know who this was directed by? No, Clint Eastwood. Oh wait, I did know that. I've seen. Dang it, Clint Eastwood. <laughs> I, I saw some, that. On IMDb. I have some uh, relevant uh, IMDb facts that I stole ah. that we'll get into at the end. <laughs> it's like an interrogation. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I got a bunch of these pages. It printed out a bunch of the pages blank. Oh yeah, I hate for when some it does reason. That. And I have no clue why, but I think I got everything I actually need. So it was adapted by Sonia Chernus and Philip Kaufman, who was the original director, mm. based on the book The Rebel Outlaw Josie Wales slash Gone to Texas by Asa Earl Carter, who was, fun fact, a huge racist. Ah. Uh, he was anti-segregation, founded the North Alabama Citizens Council, which was an independent version of the White Citizens Council and KKK. Wow. Uh that made me write down the question, is this why the Union are the bad guys in this movie? Right. And he even went under the alias Forrest Carter to try and bury his past because he was a public figure ahead of time and politics and stuff. Right. And so he went by Forrest Carter while getting press, and that's how they ended up finding out. They went, hey, wait a minute. This guy kind of <laughs> looks familiar. Uh, so the film cost $3.7 million to make and brought home $31.8 million from box office en route to being called one of the greatest Western movies ever by some. Others call it a dull and boring snoozer of a movie. But what matters is Kyle's opinion, as uh, I am trying to inflict my opinion on him by making him watch the movie. I. Uh, but before yeah. we get into Kyle's opinion, let's talk about the outlaw, Josie Wales. Sounds good to me. There should have been a really cool video that played right there because that was like a really nice intro into yeah, it. Right. And then it's just, okay, now we're going to keep yeah, talking. Now, now here we go talking. Still us. So the movie opens with Josie tending his field with his son, who they refer to as Little Josie. Mm-hmm. 
JR. And he's got his <laughs> good old JR. Uh, this segment might be long, by the way. There will be timestamps if you don't want to hear the whole. I was going to say, I figured I'd let you go through and then like any little things. Yeah, anything I miss or if I need a breather, if you want to. Because once in a while, I'll forget an important detail sure. and just write it off. Uh, son gets called inside and Josie soon hears a thundering noise followed by smoke and gunshots. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he sprints over. His house must have been far from his property. I, they made it sound like when they pan back to the wife calling the kid in, yeah. that it's like right there. Right. And then he's like he's sprinting like off it. in yeah. the next scene. I go, okay. Um, he sprints over and sees his house on fire as his family cries for help. He gets whacked by the butt of a gun and something else that I can't tell what it was. I think it was a sword. Yeah. It looks like a sword, but the wound, right. there's just like blood trickling down his face. Yeah, and it was kind of like 70s. They couldn't really show mm-hmm. a whole lot of it. Like, I, I get it. And so he gets knocked out as his house is destroyed. uh, We then see him digging holes and dragging a body to the hole, or bodies. Yep. Uh, He puts a cross above it as smoke rises in the background from the rubble, which I thought was really ominous, but Mm -hmm. a cool shot. Yeah. And then he cries and kind of brings the cross down. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he finds his gun in the rubble. I wrote he finds his fun in the rubble. I don't think he was finding much fun that day. (laughs) That damn Grenada. Uh I, uh, yeah, I put, it gets hot in a hurry, which was yeah. my, my, uh, pun of the uh, opening. And then I put Josie finding his six shooter in the rubble got me amped. Cause it's like, yeah, everything burned to the ground. And then he just reaches in. It's like, Oh, here's my revolver. Wouldn't like, that be really hot? Yeah. The gun? I, that was or my burn. first thought. Like, I'm he sure just, it was a wood he handle. He grabs it out of the, the yeah, it was just, uh, and it was so cool. Cause it's like gun instant holster. revenge. And I was like, yeah, there we go. I'm there we go. Old. This is a cowboy movie. <laughs> Yeehaw. Anytime you want to jump in like that, feel free. Yeah. Always, as always, don't wait for me to get done for a minute and then go, well, back to what you said <laughs> four points ago. Uh, so he finds his gun in the rubble, somehow doesn't burn his hand, and immediately starts shooting at a plank of wood on his property. Yep. Uh, we don't know how good he is with the gun before this. Yeah. Uh, he just starts shooting, yep. uh, which was pretty cool. So Fletcher, a.k.a. Bloody Bill, and his men ride up as Josie mourns his family. Bill tells him that the Union are in Kansas and they are going to set things right. Josie says, well, I'll be coming with you. Mm-hmm. And then we get the title card with a chipper Civil War tune as uh, there's skirmishes going on in the right. background and some weird blue tinted uh, I made a note about overlay. That. And it looks really cool. So I think it's assumed, too, that the people who like... Uh, killed his family, burned his house down. They're like, they're Union soldiers who are basically going around and like getting rid of all the ex-Confederate soldiers. Yeah. And so he joins up with other ex-Confederates and they go after him. Mm-hmm. But really, it's not even a North-South thing for him. For Josie Wales, it's more just a revenge thing. Yeah. You'll get to it, I'm sure, in a minute. The yeah. blue, I thought it looked really cool because it's like it- the montage of them like going up against the Union. It's like, because that's not the point of the movie. So it's uh-huh. just this like blue haze over the screen. And then as it comes into them talking in like current time, it slowly comes into color. I thought it looked really mm-hmm. cool. And again, there's like, there's the weird thing watching this where you're like, am I going to root for the Confederate guy? Right. And you don't, and and you, you don't get a little that weird, point of view but often. But you, especially when the Native Americans get involved in stuff, mm-hmm. there's no real racial. Yeah. He's very respectful to them. Yeah. He's kind of like. You, and again, if you fought for the Confederates, I mean. I'm not going to be like, yay, good right. for you. But at the same time, it's it's easy to buy him as a hero instead of being the jerk, and sure. is what I'm getting at. Yeah, 
Because the Union had won the war, and then there's this guy who just wanted to tend his farm at home, and they come down and burn his house down and kill his family all because right. he fought for the army that the state he lived in was on. Exactly. You know? So, and like I said, there's no, there's some like weird racial commentary once in a while. They say things that probably aren't passe now, but right. they don't run around calling people the N-word or anything in this movie. Right, yeah, because not what it's super, about. Yeah, right. it's about this guy getting revenge on mm-hmm. uh, the Union soldiers who, as you said, are basically exterminating anyone who had any ties to the confederacy throughout right. the south uh so bill whoa there we go yes uh bloody bill who gets called fletcher for the rest of the movie uh which I thought is, there were different people and i i, I did too because i forgot his name was uh bloody or i forgot his name was actually fletcher because oh. he goes oh they call me bloody bill and i go okay we're gonna hear him get referred to as bloody, bloody bill, bill the rest of the movie and then they never bring no. up bloody bill again it's just fletcher uh, so Fletcher, I wrote Bill, but we'll just say Fletcher for uh, contingency purposes. Mm-hmm. Says full amnesty, full amnesty. Is that how you pronounce that? Yeah. Is it amnesty? Okay. Yeah. I don't know why that sounds so weird. I'm like, that's <laughs> got to be how you say it, but why does it sound so weird? Full amnesty will be given to anyone who swears loyalty to the United States of America. They are the last group holding out, and Bill has had enough of you know chasing the Union around. Mm-hmm. His men follow, except for a young lad who probably our age i would guess maybe right. a little younger they never yeah. really say his age who we later learn is named jesse or i mean jamie jamie yeah, yeah and then josie also holds out and he tells fletcher he's not coming they stare at each other fletcher and, and josie are just back and forth camera right. cutting to them going like I, I understand what you're about to do and i know why right. you're doing it yep best of luck all all in the eyes that's you can read all oh, that yeah. from their eyes yeah uh young southern guy jamie uh, threatens the Union as he collects his guns. Uh, he says he needs that for hunting, and they get all attitude with him. Yeah. Uh, union la- leader gives our first quote of the movie, which is, I will kick you... Hang on. I wrote that's that one you, down, that's too. That's how you read. He says he will kick him so hard that he will be wearing his ass for a hat. Oh. Beautiful. The first of many. That's the one. I, the first one I wrote down. I was like, that's an amazing line. That's such a good insult. <laughs> you think it can't get better from there, but it does. You wear your ass for a hat. So Fletcher meets with the senator, and Captain Terrell is there to represent the federal authority. Fletcher calls him bloodthirsty thir- SOB, and the senator says, to the victors belong the spoils. And for the second time in 90 seconds, we get a phenomenal quote, which my grandpa always quoted when we'd watch mm-hmm. this movie, which is, Fletcher looks at the senator, and Captain Terrell and says, don't piss down my back and tell me it's raining, <laughs> which is just fantastic. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Fletcher informs them. Uh, Fletcher's kind of getting a pat on the back for getting his men to surrender. He's with all the Union right. and United States higher-ups. Yep. Uh, so he informs them that everyone but Josie Wales has surrendered with him, and Terrell is given orders to find him, and Fletcher laughs about it. Yeah. And then Terrell is forced to join him. Basically, they force them to work together, the senator guy, to go go track him down. So Josie, meanwhile, is in this very unique power stance on a rock with his little binocular that looks like a knockoff, like the old pirate. Yeah, the old sailor one. And uh, he's looking down and he sees two men go into a tent from that nice rock that he's perched up Mm -hmm. on. And the Southerners are taking an oath. You can see a machine gun, an old-timey cranky machine gun. Yeah, the Gatlin gun. The Gatlin gun, yeah. Uh, peeking out of a tent. The young kid starts flipping out over the oath as Josie rides down, and the Southerners get blasted Yeah, by this Gatlin gun from mm-hmm. this covered wagon. 
Uh, Josie takes control of the old crank machine gun, a.k.a. Gatlin gun or whatever. I believe that's what we call it. Uh, And he blazes down the Union soldiers. Uh, Jamie tells him that he can't get them all, and Josie says, well, he's got nothing better to do, so he's going to keep trying. (laughs) And so Senator goes and finds Fletcher, who's right next to him, Mm -hmm. and says, uh, hound whales. He's got to—he tells him to hound him, like find him, hound him. Oh, 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 hound Whale. I thought you meant like hound whales, like what, like the animal. And mm-hmm. I was like, "What are you talking? What, what is a yeah, hound whale?" He needs whale? to unionize the uh, pun intended the whale population, and they're gonna get Josie Wales' ass. Right. Uh, so Josie Wales and this Jamie character uh, right away mm-hmm. in all the mischief, and Josie calmly just brings down his horse to the ground so they can lay down in a field. That's just funny. grabs it by its neck and shoves it on the <laughs> ground. Tells Jamie what to do, he doesn't, and they mm-hmm. they lay there. That's what I wrote. I was like, Josie just manhandled that horse. <laughs> like he just <laughs> rips it to the ground. I was like, my God. I mean, I guess he had to. I get it, but it's just weird. I've never seen anything like that yeah, on film just, before. It's like the Big Show, just chucking around Ray Mysterio growing up or right. something. Uh, so that happens, and <clears throat> they don't get detected by the Union, who come racing after them, and they head for the Indian Nations. This is where the beautiful set of side characters really kicks into high gear because we yeah. head to the riverbanks where the man who runs the ferry, Sim Carstairs, talks about how he sings Battle Hymn of the Republic and Dixie depending on the clientele he receives. Yeah. Josie tells Sim all about the things he needs from old Granny in the little shop there by the mm-hmm. ferry. And Granny said she heard about Josie and that it's all diddly squat to her. She doesn't yeah. believe any of the things they're saying. They deserved it. Uh, the the union, that is, for messing with them. Sure. And so she gives him all the stuff and says he can pay her when he sees him again. Uh, sees her again. Mm-hmm. And a man trying to sell an elixir, who I forgot even watching it this time, will play a very significant role later in the movie. Later on. Wearing this white tux, tries to sell an elixir to Josie, and he tells him that the boy's wound can be healed mm-hmm. with the elixir. And he says it can do anything. And another beautiful running gag is that Josie Wales spits tobacco on yes. things all the time in this movie. Yeah, right. He spits right on the man's white shirt or white suit. Says, "How is it with stains?" And it's just beautiful. Beautiful. It's so much too. I know. There, he's spit loogies on things. Oh, oh, it's like imagine like the worst spitter you can think of, and that's <laughs> Josie Wales. <laughs> just a mouthful of tobacco. Yeah, Chosky. So, so they get to the other side. Now, it's important to note that this little ferry, it's got a rope that he basically pulls it pull, so yeah, it doesn't get old school. taken across or getting caught up. And Well, it does get taken across, but it doesn't get swept away right. by the current. So he's roping back, and the Union soldiers show up on the other side, and he goes from singing Dixie to Battle Hymn of the Republic halfway mm-hmm. through. Uh, Josie makes a plan, and they, uh, him and Sim wait. Wait, hang on. That's not how that works. Uh, they wait for Sim to pick up the Union, is how that was meant to work. Yeah. Uh, Josie pulls out an old-fashioned rifle. He's got a little scope, long mm-hmm. scope on it. I don't know if I'd call it. Would that be a sniper then, basically, or is that just a hunting rifle? As with close as you can get to one. Yeah. yeah. For 18-whatever, probably 65, because it's right after the Civil War. Yeah. Uh, so Josie's chilling under a tree, nodding off, and uh, Jamie's like, hey, uh, they're coming. <laughs> and Josie delivers... A beautiful line and says they're going to take a Missouri boat ride. And he shoots the rope and the rope breaks and they go and the horse falls in the water and they start drifting down the river. 
Not sure if that's what uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival meant by rolling on the river, but uh, that's what the union did here. So Josie uh, tends the boy's wound once they get to rest, and he says, It was an honor to have rid with ye, says Jamie to Josie Wales. Uh, Boy talks about how his dad sang Rose of Alabama while he would sew the shirt that he's wearing, which had roses on it, and two crackhead-looking bounty hunters show up with their guns drawn. That scene was just weird. A lot. (laughs) Yeah, this scene is... I didn't. Not that I didn't like it. I just remember watching it, and being like, "What is happening? These guys are." They, there's a lot to unpack there. They look like they live in the swamp. <laughs> <laughs> they live on the bottom of that uh, that ferry, eating barnacles <laughs> all day. Uh, they get upset at the boy singing, and he pretends to hallucinate and calls one of them Pa, and makes up a story about gold him and Josie Wales stole. Mm-hmm. Of course, they go, "Okay." It, he said it's under this blanket he's under, and then it's a pistol, and he blows him to smithereens. Josie shoots the other. Yeah. That's that. That is that. Jamie goes, should we bury him? And Josie Wales says, hell with them fellas. Buzzards got to eat. Same as worms. Mm-hmm. Great beautiful, line. Beautiful line. <laughs> Yet again. We finally learned that boy's name is Jamie from the movie perspective. And yeah. Josie goes out into the rain once he gets some comfortable, going to scope out some area. And Josie returns and sees that the boy has died. Yep. Really painful right before that. He talked about how he was uh, he was afraid of dying earlier in the movie when he gets shot. And then he says he's not afraid yeah. to die anymore. Mm-hmm. And he's dead the next time we see him. Yeah. You go ahead. I thought you were no, going to well, like you're gonna bring up. The one thing I've noticed in this movie that I thought was really cool, like when the Union kill the Confederate soldiers, they don't do it right away. They collect their guns. They offer to give them food. Like I had no – at first I was like – I feel like they're just going to kill them because why not just get rid of them? And then I was like, oh, they're actually doing this. They're collecting their guns. They're taking this oath. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then like, and then they kill them. And then with this kid, like he gets shot, you know, him and Josie have their, you know, they go for a day and then he dies or whatever. But like it took a little while for him to die. And so I don't know. There were a lot of times I was like, oh, I guess this kid's going to be around for the movie like a psychic. And right. then he dies, which it's cool because like nowadays with movies, it's like. Oh, okay, somebody in the group got shot. He'll be dead in five mm-hmm. minutes. You know, it's not as predictable, which I liked. I feel like even though he's not in the movie that long, <laughs> runtime-wise, I feel like he's there long enough to where we feel that connection right. to him, too. Yeah. But not like a, he's wearing the group down kind right. of deal. Yeah, and he's there long enough to, to be, be more... away and not be a liability. Right. Yeah, he's more than just like, oh, the young kid who's going to be with Josie till he dies, like... When I first watched him, like, is he going to teach him something he doesn't exactly. know? And yeah. There's that teaser. It doesn't happen. But uh, Josie Wales pulls a gun on Abe Lincoln, the Native, Ameri- the Native American version. Uh, <laughs> I was like, wait, I didn't see that It's part. this Indian with a top hat. And he's a jokester. He makes a joke about knowing Josie and being worried he'd sneak up on him, which is mm-hmm. funny because Josie snuck up on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he goes on a sad story about how his family died during the Trail of Tears. But Josie Wales, always the compassionate one, uh, is already checking out this guy's cabin. And falling asleep. And falling asleep. Uh, so Terrell, meanwhile, the uh, the bad guys, Terrell tells Fletcher that Wales couldn't have made it to the nations. Fletcher heads to the nations. <laughs> and so a, ho- a horned toad knows which way to go is what Chief, I believe they call him Chief. Yeah, because that's another joke at the end that he's not a chief. Yeah. Or she, the, a girl they meet up with calls him Chief mm-hmm. <laughs> just because he's old. <laughs> I think there's an actual name too, but I can't think of what it was. Uh, so the horned toad knows which way to go. That's what Chief's telling Josie Wales, and the horned toad directs him towards Mexico. So Wales says he has business in Missouri, 
And he then learns that Joe Shelby has men that have gone down to Mexico from the Confederate Army and they still haven't surrendered. Mm -hmm. So this trading post guy, they're going to get horses, I believe. Yes. Um, I say that like I haven't seen this movie ten times. They're going to get horses. Trading post guy's beating the crap out of this Indian lady. Yeah. And because she uh, she dropped she, the yeah, whiskey. She, she dropped whiskey for a potential clientele. Yeah, I wrote, don't cry over spilt whiskey. And then, like, he was, like, wailing on uh-huh. her. I was like, well, I'm uncomfortable watching this. <laughs> like, it was a little bit more than just, like, a smack, mm-hmm. go to, you know what I mean? I was like, Jesus. It's like a wooden plank. Yeah. I was like, what are you doing? And so uh, Josie Wales watches on ominously, and the man stops while she's bent over a pile of something outside with his mm-hmm. plank in hand. Right. And he tries to pretend it's funny. Uh, the creeping men, the creepy men in the trading post, then begin raping question mark the woman. Yeah, there's a lot of that sketchy, like Jesus. That's yeah, not... it's very disturbing. Because there's, there's multiple things in this movie where like women and horses can be traded. Yeah, as like goods, and it's like, gosh, I didn't yeah. realize. That. Like I just. I, I don't watch a lot of westerns either, so like the whole idea of like. We need to go find a horse being, like, a plot point to get past is weird to me. You know what I mean? Like, in most movies, like, oh, we'll just go get a horse. Yeah. Go get a car, you know. I'm glad they kind of keep that sort of thing in there, though, for these movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. The fact that, like, a trading post is, like, a major place to be type Mm -hmm. thing, you know. It's cool. I need to watch more of them, too. So, Josie Wales shows up then while they're doing this, and he wants a horse. Mm -hmm. They recognize him, though, inside and hold him up, and he blasts him away. Yeah. Rest in peace. I believe he spits. Yeah. Yeah. Chief <laughs> sneaks up on Josie this time. It's funny to me, especially when he says only an Indian can do something like that. And then the woman that was just getting taken advantage of it is uh, appears to be behind, behind. Chief. <laughs> and we learn that she is a Navajo named Moonlight, and she was captured previously by the Cherokee. They argue about go- who is going to Mexico as Josie spits on Chief's dog. Yeah. He, sp- he spits right on that My dog. grandpa loved that, too. He goes, this is where he spits on the dog. And then he would just start cackling. It's like right on his forehead. I'm like, oh. No wonder they call him Spot. Uh, so Josie buys some goods while the shopkeeper talks about Josie Wales. This is when they get to a new town. This is not the shopkeeper that right. he just shot. Actually, he didn't shoot the shopkeeper there. He just, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of shopkeepers that we're going to run into. That's that what I we mean. Do, yeah. We don't really care his about because he's traveling. <laughs> right. Um, as most Westerns, they go on a grand adventure. Mm-hmm. Uh, the idiot elixir man is selling his stuff outside after Josie walks out with handfuls of stuff and goes, oh, my God, it's Josie Wales. Yeah, that that really stunk. Now, what <laughs> makes me question this? Does he think he's going to get money from the bounty for saying it's Josie Wales? I, yeah. When there's four Union soldiers or five Union soldiers right who there who are going to shoot, shoot him, take credit. exactly. I don't think that's going to work the way he thinks. And the way he says it is, it's like, like he's scared, like, oh, it's a vampire. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. But he says it's Josie Wales, and I'm like, what? What? It looked goofy <laughs> to me that part. But also that businessman character sucks anyway because he's like, yeah, the elixir. Yeah. He's he's horrible. He's I such hate a him. bad businessman. He has like, such a good face though to hate. Oh, yeah. His face just looks like he's just went, pow. And, like, people are always like, what's in it? Or, like, Chief asks him questions about it. And, like, he's like, I don't know. He says, what are the ingredients? He goes, I don't know. I'm the salesman. <laughs> I'm like, what? Okay. <laughs> so Josie spits, and the Union soldiers creep towards him. Oh, another great line And Josie coming. says the line of the movie. And actually, no, that's a lie. 
There's two lines in there's, this movie. There's I a think couple that ones are... that I like more, but this is in my top three, where he says, you going to pull those pistols or whistle Dixie? And then Josie and Chief shoot the guys. I think I'm going to use that one, just get rid of pistols, oh. and you know, <laughs> you're going <laughs> to... When Kyle gets held up. <laughs> so Josie and Chief shoot the guys. The elixir maid gets knocked into horse shit as Josie and Chief ride away. The woman gets left behind. And yeah. not for long, though, because Fletcher says they should go... Hang on. Fletcher says they should stay where... What? Oh, 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 oh never mind. Never it. mind. I okay. know what's going on. I I wrote in this cool italicized font because it I just reminded me that this was the movie and not some other random notes. Right. Uh, Fletcher says they should say that they're going to the north to confuse the bounty hunters because mm-hmm. they're going to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's actually thinking Josie Wales is going southwest. Chief mm-hmm. listens to the ground and goes, they are coming. The mm-hmm. Navajo girl is actually the one who is following them. Correct. So Chief leaps on her in a sneak attack and then realizes that it is moonlight. Mm-hmm. So Josie wakes up in the middle of the night to the uh, moonlight on top of Chief, and Chief looks at him giggly and says, I guess you were right. I'm not old after all. Yeah, he like goes over to see what's going on and then like pulls back the covers on him. It's like, I wrote all I, caps. I anyone Yuck. Ex- yeah, I don't think anyone expected that. Chief's old. Yeah. He's got white hair. <laughs> so they find some Camancheros who have attacked some settlers from Kansas that were in the shop in Texas earlier. Yep. Uh, they find the young white girl in the back of the wagon and stare at her for a long time. It's really uncomfortable to watch this because you know what's going to happen. Yes, I do uh, they grab her and haul her out. Josie watches. They rip off her clothes and are basically going to gang rape her. Yeah, uh, that's what it's... Yeah. Okay. Th- that scene... The tension of how long it Oh, they lasts. stare at each other for a very long time before they actually grab her, yeah. and it makes it that much more uncomfortable. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't care for it, the way it made me feel. So they pin her down, they rip off some of her clothes, and then they trade women, though. So they say that they should let her be, because uh, they'll get more for a fresh woman. Right. Which is just a disgusting line. Yes, it is. But it <laughs> helps you hate these guys. And sure. So the distraction... Uh, of Chief rolling down a rock. Uh, I, I made a note about that, too. Because he's up... It was an accident, I think. Mm-hmm. He, he's, like, climbing... They're climbing up a hill to see what's going on down there, and he, like, bumps a rock well, and yeah, it rolls down. They, they capture Chief, so there's no way that it was a right. choreog- or choreographed thing. And, like, I don't know. I mean, imagine me or you and a bunch of people are in the desert and a rock rolls down from a sand hill. Mm-hmm. Oh, something must have moved. Maybe you know an animal or yeah, something, or a scorpion. Just, right? They like all get on their horses, storm up the hill. I'm like, what is happening? It's not like somebody just shot a gun. A rock fell next to your boot, <laughs> and you're telling me you know Chief's whereabouts? So the distraction leads Ooh. them to surrounding Chief. Josie spits on the dog again. Uh, they t- <laughs> they tie up the old hag of the uh, people from Kansas. This old oh, she is an insufferable. These old character. this old annoying. W- white lady whose name I can never remember Laura Lee who's the young white woman mm-hmm. and chief they tie them up by their hands and make them walk behind them Josie rides up to the Comancheros with his white flag raised it confuses them and a few ride out chief says now spit and Josie does that before shooting them mm-hmm. it's not like a command he just whispers it to himself because he knows he he's going to do yep. it and then he spits and shoots them and Josie very aggressively cuts them all free I don't know if you noticed that, but he, like, grabs the rope and is, like, shaking. And I was like, oh, my Lord. Like, Take it easy. Everybody's dead, Josie. You don't need to rush. Settle, settle down, Josie Wales. Uh, so uh, that goes down, and they get 
a to a lame town, and Josie walks into the bar, and they get to a lame town, and Josie walks into a bar and orders a drink. Mm-hmm. Uh, they show a bounty hunter from before outside. People also laugh when he orders the drink, and Josie walks out. The townsfolk are then elated when he walks in with whiskey. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like, it was like a, a mining boom, town. It was like a boom town that's now a ghost town. Mm-hmm. You've heard the story in history class, I'm sure. You know the rules. So a bounty hunter comes in and says, a man's got to do something these days when oh. he tells him that Josie Wales, when he tells Josie Wales that he's a bounty hunter and he's kind of judgmental about it. This is probably the line of the movie, and I'd say. And Josie Wales looks at him and says, dying ain't much of a living boy. Mm-hmm. And then the bounty hunter gets shot. Falls back a few feet through a door downstairs and lands in the dirt in front of the saloon in a beautiful, do guns really make people fall backwards that far scene <laughs> that we'll probably get laughed at today. I know I chuckled at it and I knew it was coming. Yeah. So they find the old hag son's nice little piece of property there. Mm-hmm. And this is all in Texas, by the way. You're right. Um, so Chief tells Josie to stay with them. Josie says that. Uh, they won't forget about him being wanted, and he sits alone and thinks of the tragedy at his house while the others work and do some mm-hmm. uh, TLC yeah. to the property. Yeah, it's weird because now it went from like Josie Chief and um, the Navajo girl to like those three, the, the people woman. they saved. Yeah, the old woman and her daughter, and then everyone from that town, since it's like a dead town, mm-hmm. just moves into this house, and I guess they're just going to be a community yeah, in this house. A little like, community town. It's kind house. of that old school, like, I guess that's how it was back then. I don't know. So, Ten Bears, who is the chief of a nearby tribe that was trading with the Comancheros. Yeah, Comanche, I believe, was his tribe. Comanche? Oh, yeah. Well, his name's Ten Bears. I think he's the Comanche, though, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's and what that's you just told me. And that's why the Comancheros, yeah, I was yeah. saying that out loud to see how it sounded myself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he sends back a wounded chief, and he warns them that they will be back in the morning. Wounded chief is chief that was with Josie Wales. He didn't wound mm-hmm. his own chief and Correct. say, now go tell him that you're not. <laughs> uh, Give him the warning. Josie leaves to attack them. Or mm-hmm. so we think. Mm. Uh, the young woman calls for him, but he winces and decides not to turn back. Yep. That scene's kind of powerful. Yeah. Because Laura Lee's like, Josie, and he like half turns back, and it's like a very visible just, ah, it, When I he can't. tells them like how to protect themselves, load the weapons, you mm-hmm. know. There's a good line there, like, if you have to get scrappy, basically, that's, what, right. that's just how it is. They've with- got the... Plus signs basically cut out so you can move the guns around guns, yep, yep, yep. and whatnot. So he, he tells them how to protect themselves. Sorry. Uh, so Ten Bears and Josie meet with the whole tribe surrounding Josie Wales. Yeah, that part scared me. Uh, Ten Bears <laughs> tells him he can go because he knows you know, yeah. the, the story. He, he knows he's not there to mess with them, basically. Right, yeah, he's not an enemy. Uh, but Josie <laughs> says living is harder than dying and that he wants to basically, you guys let us live nearby. We'll mm-hmm. help you. You help us. Sure. And so the ultimatum's kind of given, and Ten Bear says, it shall be life. Yeah. And they him and Josie life. make a blood pact when they both cut their hands, and the Hulk Hogan, Randy Savage, yeah, shaking handshake. They, they I, shake I hands. I wonder how soon after that they both died of <laughs> infection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, with their dirty hands. On top uh, of blood from somebody else. So everyone's having a good old time at home. They're going to get to live. Hooray. And Josie says... Because the one lady from this town, and they've got a harmonica and some other instruments, they were singing when he walked into the bar initially. Now they're all sitting around and singing out that the home life is somewhat settled. He requests Rose of Alabama. Mm -hmm. And again, the first time I watched it, I said, that's a nice ending. But But 
But there's about a half hour left. What about Fletcher? <laughs> Fletcher and the boys get help from the bounty hunter's partner that died when Josie blew him 30 feet backwards out of the saloon. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, hang on a minute. Yeah, there we go. I just totally lost where we were. I don't know why this is so hard today. You're good. It's like what happened in my commencement speech at graduation where I know what happens next, so I just start saying it, and uh, then I have to find where it is in my paper so I know where I am. Yeah. Um, so they, Josie and her uh, Laura Lee are making jokes, and he says, Do the, or, oh, she tells a horrible joke. Didn't even write it down. It was so not worth my time. Yeah. And then he says, do they teach pretty girls dumb jokes in Kansas? And she says, they teach other things. And he says, show me. Mm. They kiss. Yep. Hooray. Josie, you sly dog. Josie, that sly dog wails. <laughs> so Josie departs, and this time it is Chief who doesn't stick around for the whole story because Chief basically just walks away as Josie's contemplating his future. Mm-hmm. So Terrell's waiting outside, and his men soon come out from behind a ridge, and the friends of Josie stick their rifles out from within the home, and there's some neat silence and buildup before the gunfire starts. Yep. Really cool, because he's like, you're all alone now, whales. And then they just... Yeah. All these rifles stick out. Shots ring out. There's a shootout. Josie is hit, and Terrell gets away. A high-speed horse chase between Terrell and Josie takes place. Both men have been shot. Uh, Josie double fist pistols, and there's no bullets in them, but he just keeps going like this and yeah. just clicking and clicking and he, backing up Terrell. He puts those away, gets two more yeah, out. Yeah, this dude's strapped just... to the gills with revolvers. Telling him, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get up and close and personal <laughs> with you here. So he backs Terrell down. Daryl pulls out his sword but loses the battle of strength as Josie sticks it into Terrell's gut and not vice versa. Correct. So Josie stumbles back into the bar, and what do you know, but there's Texas Rangers there looking for him. Mm-hmm. And Fletcher's there with them. And so the townspeople call him Mr. Wilson. Right. These are the townspeople that had been moved, basically, with him to this new place. Right. Yeah. Uh, they're back here now. And they say that Pistolero shot him and that he's now dead in Mexico. And they ask them if they will sign an affidavit to in regards <laughs> to their story. They do. How funny is that, too? Like, the amount the people have gone through to try and get to Josie Wales, and then when the when the law finally shows up, they're like, oh, he's dead? Will you just sign this? Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're we going to We don't have home. cars or technology yeah, yet. Yeah, we're not going to... We'll take your word for we're it, We're not going to fact-check that. <laughs> Mr. Bar Frequent, Norm, of the, Norm from Cheers <laughs> of the Norm. South. Norm was like, yeah, I'll sign it. And the line, I reckon we won't be coming back this way, brings a nice bit of peace over everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, says the tech, the Texas Ranger says that. Fletcher says he doesn't buy the story, but he might go down to Mexico, wink, 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 and try to find Josie Wales. Yeah, it's like they like Fletcher knows it's Josie. Josie knows it's Fletcher, and then like because you're waiting for Josie to like try and kill him because uh-huh. obviously he like turned on him. He used to be one of them, and then when Fletcher says, "Yeah, I might go to Mexico," I don't know. Like he's kind of saying like, "I respect your game, Wales." Yeah, he's like, "I'm I'm done hunting you, and I'm sorry," you know. And then uh, Josie says, I guess we all died a little in that damn war. And then, as every proper cowboy movie ends, Josie rides into the sunset, and we don't know if his wound ever gets infected, and he dies a couple hours later or what. And you get that, like, high-pitched, like, western, southern, like, victory song. Uh And it's like, I don't know if this really fits the ending, but sure. 
And I was like, oh, all right. So that is the outlaw Josie Wales. I have some of my stolen IMDb facts for you. Philip Kaufman started to direct the movie, but was replaced by Clint Eastwood in October 1975, which was a controversial move that prompted the Directors Guild of America to institute a ban on any current cast or crew member replacing the director on a movie, a rule which has ever since been titled the Eastwood Rule. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. I've never, I've never heard of that. I, and then wild. it gets better. According to a biographer, Mark Elliott, part of the acrimony between Eastwood and Coffin was the result of both men asking female lead Sandra Locke out to dinner on the same night. Several members of the cast and crew were unhappy with Eastwood and felt that Kaufman had done a lot of the work for which Eastwood later took credit. According to them, it was Kaufman who had chosen locations, the costume, and had cast Chief Dan George after seeing him in Little Big Man in 1970. Uh. But the movie has received high praise among Native American viewers for its non-stereotypical portrayal of Native Americans. I can see that. And it was the first of six movies made by real-life couple Clint Eastwood and Sandra Locke. Uh, so he, I guess he got the girl He then. won. He got it all. He got the credit and the girl. Uh, Steven Schneider included this on his 1,001 movies to see, you must see before you die list. And that's all I have for you. So I love this movie. 1,001 movies to see before you die? Yeah. I don't feel like that's that honorable of a list. No. 1,001. <laughs> I mean... I could name you a couple hundred movies. Uh-huh. A thousand and one movies. What? I'm gonna have to look it up. What a what a joke. <laughs> what a Sir, at service level, I'm upset <laughs> that you would that you would. Who's got? I I don't know. I don't know why he's acting like that's a big deal. I'm about to do the math. Assuming they're two hours each, divide that. How many days would it take? Yeah, you? yeah. G- give me that number. Thousand and one divided by. 24, so divi- 24,000 and 24 hours. Because there's... Wait. That's oh, wait, no, no, I'm sorry. I should have... 1,001 times 2, we'll say 2 hours per movie. Uh-huh. 2,002... Divided by 24. Divided by 24. It would take you 83.4 days, and you could probably round that up to almost 90 days when you consider how many classic movies are up going on 3 hours. Mm-hmm. 83 days Jeez. of only watching movies. That's nuts. I can't think of if you watched 100 a, movies I've watched. If you watched a movie a week, how many weeks would it take you? 52. Well, you'd, so you'd watch 52 in a year. Yeah, you'd watch it. Yeah, that's not what... Yeah, I misinterpreted the way <laughs> Sorry. you Sorry. <laughs> Divided by 52. It'd take you 19 years <laughs> if you watched one movie <laughs> a week. That's not that's not out of the question. One movie a week? No. Anybody could do that. Yeah. Family movie night. Yeah. We got to get through this guy's list before someone croaks. Literally, if you're if you're 60 years old, you're probably not going to do that list. If you just yeah. retired, sorry. Yeah. Try our. What age do we need to start on that? Try list? the light version. Andrew try the 101 or Steven, movies. Whatever your name was. Uh, what did you think of this movie? Uh, yeah, I'm sorry to completely cut you off on the end uh, end of the movie. It was great. I don't watch a lot of westerns, so it was nice. There was a lot of refreshing. Oh boy, he's into the barks. <laughs> Oh, just, shit, this isn't even the one I wanted. Oh, just getting, well. You're getting ballsy. I say they're still oh. cold. Finish them. Oh, well. Uh, good. Good ending, good acting, good writing, pacing. I mean, a little long, but that's how Westerns are. And they're also, there's a formula to them. So it's like, oh, okay, you know, he finds this person. They go for a little while. Maybe they die. Maybe they don't. They run into these people. Now he finds it. You know, it's an adventure yeah. movie. It's like, you know what you're getting out of it. 
I mean, yeah, when you, you go into a Western, you kind of know you're getting a good guy, bad guy, sure. traveling across to breach a goal, right. getting revenge, one of those kind of plot lines. And there's usually a random either Native American woman or a little white woman that they run into that they end right. up falling in love with. And they either join the tribe or they settle yeah. in the West with this woman. Yeah. And, and it follows that. And then Josie as a character is really cool. So it's like he's fun to root for. He looks cool to act like him. You know what I mean? That kind of stoic, you know, when he's staring at the guy he's about to kill, mm -hmm. he spits like at them almost yeah. and, and still wins, you know, the gunfight. What's really whatnot. cool is how badass they make him while still letting him get that dry humor in there. Right. But in a way where it's not like, oh, this guy's a goober just going around killing people. They do it exactly. in a way where it's just this really deadpan kind of. Yeah straight up comedy kind of deal where mm -hmm. it's just kind of insulting it's insult based almost sure. but it's funny insult based yeah like we you would laugh if you were standing there watching it but it's also like it's tense like he's not trying to be funny yeah. he just it's funny because he's so blatantly and, disrespectful and then chief is just funny but he's also got that brain of knowing the Native American the kind older, of things the wisdom that, character the wisdom yeah, right yeah. exactly yeah so I love that balance and both Very, of those characters. Yeah. And I, I haven't seen a lot of Westerns. I'm trying to think of really... There's some movie that's newer that isn't, doesn't take place in the Wild West, but people call it a Western based on how it was. It might be uh, No Country for Old Men. I could be wrong about that. But either way, good. And it makes me want to watch more Westerns. I think uh, Chief Dan George, who played the chief in this movie, I think mm -hmm. another one that IMBD facts was that... Uh, he was old by that point, as you could probably tell watching it. And he was forgetting his lines, and Eastwood would be mouthing yeah. the words to him. Yeah, and they I had to reshoot that. scenes because you could see Eastwood mouthing the Do words it. to him, which is hysterical. That is so funny. Uh, but yeah, that was Outlaw, good. Outlaw Josie Wales, probably the best pick. movie we've watched. Oh for gosh, this, yeah. but that's we did one that was intentionally going to be a horrible movie. So I don't yeah. Know. Lincoln Lawyer's back on Netflix. I saw if, Lincoln uh, Lawyer. I got a little, got a little teary eyed thinking back to our first movie review on this show. There, that was great. We kicked it off good with that movie too. That was, I was fantastic. Impressed. I was still kind of disappointed that they named the movie after his car, but that's okay. Yeah, I know. I thought there's gonna be a weird like Lincoln tie-in, right. but uh, no, he he drives a Lincoln and he happens to be a lawyer, uh -huh. <laughs> or he's a lawyer who happens to drive a Lincoln. So, I'm a ginger who happens to play the guitar. And like music, which is a horrible transition. But I sent Kyle, a little bit. What's My Age Again? by Blink 182, my favorite band. And I know what some of you are thinking. You're so high on Led Zeppelin. You're so high on all of these classic rock bands. How is Blink 182 your favorite band? And I completely understand. And I'll be the first one to tell you their music's not the best out of all of the bands oh. I listen to regularly. But theirs meant the most to me at the time that I discovered the band. Mm -hmm. And so now I associate that kind of mentality when I listen to them. And as much as you might want to say they're just a crappy punk rock band, they kind of have changed their sound. Now, since they've, their last two, three, actually, go. yeah, their last two albums since Matt Skiba's joined the band, those that's kind of going backwards. It's fun, catchy sing-along, but it's not music that 48-year-olds should be making. Okay. It's still got that mom and dad don't know who I really am angst to it. Gotcha. Which so it's not it the original three? No. Gotcha. No. Tom Which? DeLong is the whinier voice guy. He's in yeah. another band, but they're still friends, basically. He just oh. doesn't want to do it. Gotcha. He's really big into UFOs and stuff. 
nice. Uh, there was a Joe Rogan interview he did a couple years ago where people thought he was literally insane. And now a lot of the like, conspiracies he was talking about, like, with all these leaks and stuff they're just uh-huh. saying, it turned yeah. out he was right. <laughs> and everyone was like thinking this dude was off his rocker. And, and he was actually and just... now that they're releasing all this UFF, UFF, UFO stuff yeah. kind of under the rug yeah, or yeah. under the table trying to slide it in, mm-hmm. uh, they're finding out that a bunch of the stuff he said was legit conspiracy and that's not awesome. just him losing his mind. <laughs> but yeah, I love that. So that's that's fun. Mm-hmm. But uh, I sent you what's my age again. It's I kind of called it my favorite song earlier. It's probably my favorite big song from them. Damn, it's my favorite song. That's funny. I which is their to that first the really here. big song. Came I believe. on my uh, Spotify. Uh, I was like live versions better because Mark the bass player sings the mm-hmm. whole song and the mm-hmm. recorded version, but then. Tom does the chorus when uh, they do it live, and I think it's just a cool little change. I should I should look uh, that up. I've never heard a live version. But yeah, well, they're not great live, so you have to be careful which one you find. Oh, sometimes they're really good, sometimes they're not good. But yeah, what, what do you think of this tune? I think it's good. I think um, they've got two really big um, hits that everyone knows them for, What's My Age Again and All the Small Things, and I think What's My Age Again is better. Uh, I would agree. Yeah. All the small, they're both really catchy songs. What's My What's My Age Again is a better uh, song to relate to. Yeah. All the small things, I think I know what it's about, but it's yeah, about, like, about the, like your girlfriend and you, like, like the little, little things, things, that, things that, yeah. Sure. But, like, What's My Age Again, it's about, like, not wanting to grow up and why is it that, like, I'm acting young and goofy and everyone around me keeps bringing up that I'm getting older, I need to stop yeah. having fun. And it's like, that's relatable. Yeah. Who doesn't. Either We're having that. fun on this show right now. Exactly. Yeah. And it's got the uh, nobody likes you when you're 23. Every time someone turns 23, See, they quote that song. I'll, I'll turn and 23 in November. October. And I got to caption yeah. something that when right. it happens. But I don't want people to go, oh, what a loser. Yeah. We, got, we got to figure <laughs> out. <laughs> I'll be. I'll, we gotta, I'll caption. Kyle, Kyle's social media list Kyle is going to come and I'm gonna download this Twitter. crap. <laughs> Kyle's going to get the Twitter with the default egg profile picture and just be like, you bum. Nice reference, scrub. Yeah, scrub. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's basically why I sent you that song. It's a big song. I don't like a lot of their popular... I don't want to say not like, but First Date, The Rock Show. I like Some em. of their other big songs I just think are really cookie cutter. Hey, we need a single for this album. Sure. Uh, this one... The music video is funny too. They're naked yeah. running oh, around yeah. downtown. I did. I watched the video it's, and I listened it's to goofy. it. It's goofy. They're goofing around, and the, I think the video's funny. a lot of the time, people are really serious about their music, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. There's all those bands that I like that are really serious, and their fans are really serious about everything yeah. and technical. But music should be fun, and e- I think exactly they're they're playing. They have a lot of songs that are fast, and that makes them a little tricky. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, if you've played guitar for any length of time, you can, you can pick up it. and basically play with them. But oh, it's yeah. it's the relatability and stuff to the times that yeah. they're talking about that I think makes them good. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully you respect that opinion. And I'm glad to hear that Kyle enjoyed the, the tune. Yeah. If it's... my guitar was in tune, I'd prove I could play it on guitar. <laughs> but my guitar has not been touched in a while. But uh, yeah, that was that. Was, mm-hmm. I felt so accomplished when I could play it because it's quick. Oh yeah. I'm not a quick guy. <laughs> not up here, not in the finger. No, just you need a moment. We need to take our time. <laughs> need a moment. Call the Eagles because I'm going to take it easy. Thank you. Goodbye. Uh, I also you were doing good. <laughs> if you've listened to this show for any length of time, you know Kyle's a boxing guy. Mm-hmm. I'm an MMA guy. Mm-hmm. I th- 
I'm not trying to crap on Kyle here and say you absolute bum, but I like to think I respect boxing a little more than Kyle cares for MMA. I'm coming around to it, but probably. So I sent Kyle a fight. He's hearing this for the first time. And I was almost certain he wasn't going to like, and I was going to tell him why he should like it. So I sent him Khabib Nurmagomedov against Dustin Poirier, who just beat McGregor. For those of you that don't know or are trying to think of why you know that name. Um, Their title fight from, I believe, 2019? Recent. It was right before he left. It was before COVID. I think it was his second to last fight. Yeah. Maybe Khabib's. right. Um, So, yeah, I sent Kyle this fight. I wasn't really sure Kyle was going to like it, and if he didn't like it, even better. So I could explain to him why he should like it. But, Kyle, what did you think of this fight? So I'll be honest with you, I didn't get a chance to watch all of it. Oh, you piece of shit. (laughs) I'm sorry. And it's the epi- <laughs> episode about me, and you're not going to give me, after six years of friendship, the time of day. After all this. After not, all this. It's after, not enough. After the root beer and everything. <laughs> you butter me up with the root beer. Uh, I saw the fight when it happened, so it's not like I've never heard about it. Because I was, I was a huge... Po- <laughs> I was huge. I was a huge supporter of Poirier, because I don't like... I think the... The lack of respect I have for UFC is I don't like the guys who are good on the ground and then they just sit on you for three minutes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? How fun is it to watch a bigger dude sit on somebody and punch a little here, squirm a little, mm-hmm. never get him in an arm bar because it's either wide open or you don't get it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to slip up and just give you their elbow to mm-hmm. break. So th- that gets me a little heated. Um but I do like Khabib because I remember the first time we watched him was McGregor, I think. Mm-hmm. First time I watched him. And I was like, gosh, I, he just sat on him the whole time. That guy's not good. And you watched him here and like it was it was good. Poirier. Is Poirier the belt holder right now? No. Oh, okay. No, but like, I, they think he's going to fight for the belt finally. Like look at how he looked against McGregor twice. And it's like, damn, that guy's good. And then look at how he looked against Khabib. And it was like, Jesus. And but he, you go ahead. He you, had Khabib in trouble a couple of times right. there. He had the guillotine. He landed a couple good punches. He, he had him in guillotine? Yeah. I don't remember Briefly. That. You might have missed it when you I, didn't I watch feel, the I feel fight. terrible because uh, you sent it to me and I was like, is this one of his choices or is this just something cool to watch? And I'm sorry. You should have known. I should have clarified. It's my week. It's my week. Uh, but I'll send you something to ignore on my week. <laughs> I, I agree, Kyle. If you're going to ignore something, ignore this. But I think the main reason I showed you this was just because I also kind of get annoyed when someone just sits there the whole time. Right. It doesn't, isn't really active, but they know their wrestling's good enough to where they can wear the guy down and just, and just stay on top points. of them. Yeah. yeah. But what Khabib does so well here is Poirier tries to get up and what the announcer's advice is he should do, he's already doing it. He just knows how to prevent oh. the transitions. He knows what to do. When he's in the guillotine, they say he needs to move his legs here and shift his body weight so he can't do everything, and he needs to tuck his neck. His neck was already tucked. He's already in the process of shifting his legs. Oh. He knows what he's doing. You yeah, know, That's pretty impressive. And his stand-up, whenever it fails, he can shoot for a takedown at any time and get it. Yeah. And his stand-up improved as he went on. Oh, it wasn't and, terrible. Yeah, right. That's probably why he was so good. Well, that is why he's so good. But And his pacing's insane. Yeah. They told Poirier in the uh, in the corner at the end of the first round, he's going to wear out at that pace, I think. And he, do, he just kept going. 
Could you imagine hearing that from your team? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, sweet, guys. All right. I'll just keep taking it for a little while. And then you get to the third round, which is the final round. It's like, all right, maybe not. <laughs> then, then <laughs> He's smoking he, me up. He, Khabib wins by tap out, which he could have literally done in the first round, I think, watching that fight. Damn. But he was, like, on his back, basically. Oh, okay. And there's a really cool thing someone in the comments pointed out on the YouTube video where they're right by Poirier's corner and he's looking up trying to see what they're saying. And Khabib does that little face rake like he puts his hand in front of his eye and like grabs up here by his forehead and doesn't let him hear or see what they're saying. Oh, that's dirty. I mean, great on his part. But like I hated Khabib because I was such a McGregor fan. Yeah. And now McGregor's being a real piece of crap on social media, like even more so. Like he's just calling out random people now. Oh, and, and he was making fun of Khabib's dead dad. And he was and, so disrespectful to them too. And like, he brought stuff into it, and then that's yeah. why Khabib smoked him. Khabib broke he, him, I think. Yeah, he made it personal. Well, he was talking about Daniel Cormier the other day, and Daniel Cormier was just like Connor, like worry about the guys that keep beating you. Don't worry about me. Like I'm retired and I'm a heavyweight. Like shut up. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he needs to stop. Khabib's talking. so dominant. That's what I wanted to show you because I, I feel like he, would... he was the big guy you were most likely to not like. So yeah. I, I sent you one of he his grew fights. On me, but and then he stopped. When he fought Justin Gaethje, he switched the submission that he was gonna. He knew what submission he was going to finish him with. He he let go of an arm bar because he didn't want to break the guy's arm in front of his family. And choked him out, I'm pretty sure. I can't remember what the submission was. I think it was a choke. I, I watched that fight, too. I, I remember he literally like, had him in the arm bar. I was like, nah, like, I don't want to break his arm. His family's here. And then he just choked him out. Oh, my god! Like, can you imagine having that much control over another professional another, fighter? Yeah, Someone that man. talented, too, who's challenging for your belt? Wow. That's incredible. That fight's funny, too, because Gaethje's rocking him with leg kicks. Yeah, and Khabib is just getting frustrated, <laughs> but he keeps marching right at him. Like there's there's a couple where he's like, and he just like yeah. runs back up to him and just goes punch, 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 tackle. And yeah, yeah, brings him down. Doing it for Mother Russia. That was his last one, right? Gaethje, yeah. Gaethje. Gaethje's the end. That one, I I watched. I guess I watched those three when they came out. Mm -hmm. Man, it really stinks. He isn't fighting anymore. Yeah. I would have liked to see if anybody could have challenged but him. What a humble whole... reason, though, that oh. his dad died, and he if it wasn't in his corner, he didn't right. want to. But he owed the fight to Justin Gaethje. Right. He wouldn't do that shit for Connor, and that's what makes it so funny. <laughs> like he's oh, such a humble. He's such a humble dude, right. and Connor tried to make him out like he was the villain the whole time. Yeah. But, wow. Well, this has been the whole time that we're going to have opinions, I guess. I suppose. That next, was a good one. Next episode will be Kyle's Choice. I think we should do a few of these. These are hey, just us shooting our influences out there. That's uh, very fun. Thank you for taking the time to listen to Have an Opinion, and screw you, Kyle, for not taking the time to watch that <laughs> fight. We'll see you later.